Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. We are your blanket buds because we both got blankets. They're good blankets. It's it's chilly out. It's been raining. It's fine. Yeah, we had our uh, first snow of the winter uh, yesterday, which came as a little bit of a surprise. Um, and it is, uh, now it's very chilly, so we got blankets. The other day at work, there was a person who told me that they came over here to escape the cold New England. (laughs) And they're like, it's a bit colder than I expected. I'm like, yeah, if you wanted it to be, like, sunny and nice, you have to go further south. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry to tell you, bud. I'm like, it. it's not like New England cold, but it still gets chilly in California. Yeah. And this isn't San Diego. Oh, God. Um, anyways, while, um, while we are both, uh, cozy under blankets, and also we're, uh, both sleepy little guys, um, let's, uh, talk about some comic books. If you want to get cozy under a blanket... While you listen to this podcast, please feel free to do so. That is the vibe of this one, I think. I don't know who we're talking yeah. about, but I feel it in my I bones. Mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not a very cozy topic, but we can get cozy while we do it. Um, because I want to I want to talk about the High Evolutionary. Oh, I mean, I do hate this well, man. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't want to, because it's all, like, it's busted, but I'm also like, we probably should. He's come up in a lot of episodes at this point, and also he's gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, we should talk about this guy. I've I've said the story on here, right, where I was standing in the line for um, the Adventure Zone San Diego show this summer, and... Mm. Uh, Of course, it's like, you know, the same weekend as San Diego Comic-Con, and one of my friends is looking at Marvel News, and she just, like, calls out, Briar, do you know who the High Evolutionary is? (laughs) And and I simply respond, man, I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have, but it is a very good story. I mean, I've I've heard it. I don't know if you've said it on the podcast. I cannot remember. It would have been months ago, and I can't even remember what I said on the podcast last week. So, like... Huge mood. It's fine. Um, it's the podcast brain. Podcast, podcast go in, podcast go out. Um, anyways, yeah. So, the High Evolutionary is a Marvel villain question mark uh i wouldn't call him a hero uh yeah objectively like more on the side of villain than of hero but also he has occasionally done some things to like help the hero side of things as Um, have many villains as as have many villains yeah yeah it's it's not like so it's it's not really like a you know Magneto sort of sympathetic anti-villain. He's mostly a villain. Um, he's just not, you know, like, the most 100% evil all the time villain. But I don't know who that would be. 
um, Red Skull. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel much... like I feel like literal Nazis are a good bet. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a safe one. Um, so uh, he was uh created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, and first uh showed up as a character in Thor um in 1966 uh and in like in his first appearance was kind of working with Thor um so that's probably part of what led to him occasionally being slightly less evil um in his uh <laughs> subsequent appearances i like i Um, like the way that was phrased because it does kind of sound like working with thor was like a big like a big moment in his life where he was like should i do good sometimes as opposed (laughs) as opposed to like well when he was first introduced he was working with thor maybe we shouldn't make him a bad guy all the time (laughs) (laughs) high evolutionary is just like i mean Thor is kind of my buddy. Maybe I can help out every once in a while. Yeah, Thor really made me rethink my whole my whole deal. Um so uh the story of the high evolutionary is pretty whack. I mean, what in comics isn't? Um but uh he was born um in the 1930s. Uh, he wasn't born in the 1930s. He was born <laughs> in before that. Um, he was born in probably the turn of the century sometime um, in his initial appearance, although who knows uh, if the timeline has been changed since then. Um, he was uh, born in the UK and his name was... Herbert Edgar Wyndham, um, which is just, I feel like, one of the most, uh, just, like, cartoonishly British names you could come up with. Like, a, a, a satire of a British person. Um, also notable, his name is Herbert Edgar, so his initials are H-E, um, like, high of Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, like, you know, as far as, like, real names that allude to, like, super villain or superhero names go, there are a lot worse. Edward Nigma. <laughs> um, but, uh, so he studied, uh, biology and genetics at Oxford. Um, and <laughs> normal. Normal, you know, normal career to have. Um, while he was studying it, he, uh, encountered the, uh, the research of one Mr. Nathaniel Essex, uh, also known as Mr. Sinister. Oh, good. Um, yeah, the, uh, the other guy who is most famous for doing, uh, genetics crimes. I think that's just called eugenics. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, all right. The other eugenics supervillain. Um 
So, uh, <laughs> rebranding eugenics is genetic crime. <laughs> genetic crime, yeah. It's fine. Um, so, uh, y- you know, wh- when you get extremely invested in the research of a man whose, uh, alter ego is named Mr. Sinister, um, your life probably isn't going anywhere good. Um, so he starts, uh, getting obsessed with, you know, ways to perform genetic experimentation, uh, beyond the bounds of what would be considered legal or ethical or safe or even, like, reasonable to do. (laughs) Um, and, uh, he, at some point, I think this is retconned in maybe um he is uh contacted by a uh one of the inhumans um whose name is Fader P H A E D E R um who's also doing eugenics i guess um <laughs> no no we can call it genetic crime we can we- it depends. Do we, do we want to call this what it is, or do we want to have a fun episode where I don't have to refer to eugenics multiple times? Um, I mean, I feel like genetic crime does get the point across. Yeah. Um. It's not like we're rebranding it as something good. No, yeah, that's true. It's probably objectively worse, because it's immediately obvious. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this inhuman uh helps him with his research um and enables him to discover a way to quote unquote evolve various like organisms to give them like increased like intelligence and sapience basically um and he like he tests it on his dog and gets like a semi-humanoid dog with who's like smart like not as smart as a person but smarter than a, a normal dog um and uh then his dog is shot by poachers who presumably are like what the <laughs> fuck is that <laughs> this weird horrible dog monkey man um is this the chupacabra is this a, a fucking chupacabra? Um, and, uh, he goes like, okay, well, obviously, obviously the world isn't ready for my eugenics research. Um, so he, uh, he packs up and moves to, uh, Wondegore Mountain, where no one will bother him. Um, which, like, this is a very funny thing, because, uh, Wondegore Mountain, we've also, uh, mentioned before, uh, Mount Wondegore, where, like, it has connections to, like, a bunch of different things in the Marvel Universe, but most notably the Scarlet Witch and, like, Agatha Harkness, and, like, it's known for being kind of a seat of, like, mystical power. Um, 
And it's very funny to think about, like, every time, like, people are like, uh... Gotta go to gotta go to Mount Wondegore and do some weird like occult ritual. It's like yeah. Also, there's a guy who lives there with a like fucked up army of furries. He's like on the <laughs> other side of the mountain, just doing like weird shit to animals. Don't furry go to that crime. side. Yeah, furry crimes even worse. <laughs> um, he all like also I think partly just like because. Mount Wondegore is, like, connected to so many things in the Marvel Universe. Like, there's weirdly a lot of different characters who, like, intersect with uh, the High Evolutionary's backstory. I think definitely not all of whom were there at the outset. And I, I I don't think all of them were necessarily introduced at the same time. I think it may have been a situation where it was like, oh, also this guy was there. And then like a f- few years later, it'll be like, oh, you know who else like helped out the high evolutionary on Mount Wondergore was this guy. <laughs> um, uh, notably, one of the, the major figures is um, Jessica Drew, uh, Spider-Woman. Her father is also a scientist uh, named Jonathan Drew who, uh, (laughs) teamed up with, uh, the High Evolutionary, because I guess he was like, this sounds like a great idea, what you're doing. Um, not fucked up at all. Uh, and the two of them start working together on Mount Wondegore, uh, on these experiments. Um, and then, uh, at, at some... At some point, one, Jessica Drew, um, gets, uh, sick from radiation poisoning, um, because there's, like, uranium under the mountain, which they're using to, like, fund their experiments, basically, but also, uh, it's uranium. (laughs) Um, there's a child here. Um, (laughs) so, Jessica Drew gets sick, they have to, like, put her into suspended animation. Um, and then they leave. Um, and then they come back and, uh, Jonathan Drew gets possessed by a ghost because the mountain is super haunted. (laughs) Um. That tracks. Yeah, he's possessed by the ghost of, like, an ancient magician. And then he has to, like, he... We should, like, he also is, like, mentoring Jessica as the ghost. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Um, there's also a werewolf. (laughs) Um, there's a, um, a, a guy, the guy who they bought the land from to do their research on turns out to be a werewolf, um, and kills uh, Jessica Drew's mom, uh, and then, (laughs) which is when the Drews leave, um, and then, uh, High Evolutionary is like, no, I'm gonna stay here, um, and build himself a silver suit of armor to protect himself from the loose werewolf. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's running around, um, which then becomes like uh, his. So if if uh, you see the high evolutionary, he looks kind of like a robot, um, but he is a man just in a like extremely advanced like exoskeleton. Uh, so that silver suit of armor is what becomes his, uh, weird exoskeleton thing. Um, like, who, uh, who else shows up? Like, his, like, research assistant ends up, like, becoming, like, the Spider-Man villain Jackal. Um, he, uh, Marvel Boy, like, original Marvel Boy's father, like, helps him do research just like a like weird number of people coming in and out of this fucking haunted research base um and also there's a werewolf running around but uh while all of this is going on the high evolutionary is just chugging along on his uh work his <laughs> questionable work um his, uh work <laughs> yeah um the uh most significant portion of which is he creates um he quote unquote evolves a bunch of various animals um into uh beings like i mean furries they're fur- they're like you know humanoid anthropomorphic animals they're furries basically um with uh um human intelligence uh and he calls them the new men uh and one of these new men uh is a red wolf um or what was a red wolf before he got turned into a red wolf man. Um, he, um, gets, like, overexposed to, like, the, the process, the evolution process. Go- I'm doing air quotes every time I, I say, like, evolve or evolution because one, it's silly, and two, that's, that's not what evolution is. <laughs> but, uh, he gets, like, stronger and smarter than all of the other new men, uh, and also, as a side effect, just gets, like, really aggressive and hates all other life on Earth, um, and he becomes, uh, the man-beast, uh, and this is, uh, the- the source of the- the- High Evolutionary's first actual appearance in comics, basically, is that the Man-Beast, uh, is, like, attacking, you know, Earth, and Thor is trying to stop him, and then they find out about this weirdo who's like, here's my army of furries, and Thor's like, why? (laughs) Um, and, uh, they do, like, they do fight, but they do end up working together, I think, to stop the man-beast because, like, High Evolutionary doesn't want him running amok causing destruction. Um, 
But uh, another um, another weird thing about the new men is that um, so the go- <laughs> so the ghost, the ancient magician ghost that possesses Spider Woman's father, um, shows up and he's like, "Terrible news! Uh, this uh, super haunted mountain uh is actually a." burial ground for an evil elder god um which is why all this weird stuff is happening um and uh we gotta uh we gotta be ready in case this elder god shows up so um hey furries (laughs) you're now gonna be known as the knights of wondagore um and i'm gonna teach you how to act like how to fight and also how to act like a like old-timey knights so is this like very weird like mishmash of elements where it's like they're weird furry men who were created through genetic crime um but then also this like kind of like magical like medieval aspect that doesn't really ma- if you encounter them for the first time you're kind of like why are they all like this <laughs> like where did this part of it come from um and the answer is because they put they put too many concepts on this one haunted mountain um they uh also on mount wondagore um High evolutionary, uh, helps to take care of the, uh, Maximoff twins. Um, and that's also, like, later when they, like, bring in the whole, like, chaos magic thing with Wanda, they were like, oh, it's because of the Elder God that was, like, banished under Mount Wondagore and you, like, absorbed, like, some of his power and now you have chaos magic. Um, uh... (laughs) As 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 we've been over with the sort of multiple uh Wanda and Pietro reboots. Um that so the the original story that involves the High Evolutionary is that um their mother um gave birth to them on Mount Wondagore, and then uh the High Evolutionary basically like uh was like, well, now I gotta be responsible for these water bottles, um, and, uh, place them in the care of, uh, a Romani couple. Um, and then, in, again, we, we talked about this when we talked about the Maximoffs, but in 2015, they did, like, a, uh, IMO very silly, like, reboot, where they were like, oh, actually, they- they were never actually Magneto's kids, and they're not actually mutants. Um, and this Romani couple are like their real biological parents, um, because because they're going to be in the new Avengers movie, and they're not allowed to be mutants in that. So we're giving them a new backstory and pretending that was the backstory the whole time, and everybody just lied to them. Um, but I think the High Evolutionary is the one that tells them, like, oh yeah, you guys aren't mutants. Um, so just re- again, a lot of a lot of fingers and a lot of pies for some reason with this one dude who d- d- 
realistically shouldn't be involved with any of this stuff. Um, his, uh, one of his other most, uh, significant superhero connections, uh, is that he, um, he's like, okay, if I want to continue my research, basically, I need, uh, a clean slate. It's, I, I thought I was like, I'm gonna go to Mount Wondegore, where I can be secluded, but actually, that's not enough. I need just, I need a brand new planet. <laughs> um, so he, uh, briefly relocates to a planet that they just call Wondegore 2, um, and then starts building a replica of Earth that can orbit on the opposite side of the sun from the real Earth, and it's gonna be called Counter-Earth. They'll never um, see it coming. They'll never predict it. Um, during, at, at this point, um, like, Something goes wrong with the new men, um, and they attack him, and in order to save himself, he, uh, evolves himself, evolves himself, um, by a million years, <laughs> um, and, uh, basically gives himself, like, godlike power. Um, cause that's what happens after a million years is you get like basically omniscience, telepathy, uh, teleportation. You can just do what you, whatever you want. Um, apparently. Um, so he builds this counter earth, but, uh, as he's sort of, uh, finishing, like, Get it, putting the finishing touches on this counter earth. Um, the man beast invades it, uh, and <laughs> attempts to take it over. Man um, beast is like, fuck this guy. Fuck, fuck this his experiments. Fuck, I fucking hate this dude. I hate his, his new earth. It's mine now. Um, so, um, a high evolutionary adopts, uh, Adam Warlock, who we've also, uh, talked about at some point, semi-recently. Um, he, uh, he takes in Adam Warlock, he gives him the power of the soul gem, and he goes, uh, I'm putting you in charge of defending my counter-earth, uh, from the man-beast. Um, which I, I think, I don't remember, I, I know we talked about this when we talked about Adam Warlock. I don't remember the extent to which Adam Warlock is aware, um, that he's living on, like, a replica Earth and there's a, a second Earth across the sun from him. I think he is under the assumption that he is on the one and only Earth for, <laughs> uh, at least a little bit. Um... So, uh, yeah, High Evolutionary also plays an important part in Adam Warlock's backstory, which I assume is most of the reason why he's going to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy, because Adam Warlock is also there. Um, 
But there was also in in the teaser, um, I guess I guess skip ahead if you don't want spoilers for the teaser to Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy three. Um, there's there's a brief shot of like a a like a baby rocket raccoon. Um, so I think some people were speculating like, oh, maybe they're gonna like also involve the high evolutionary in Rocket's backstory. But like I heard right like in line that the high evolutionary was gonna be in guardians of the galaxy 3 and i'm just like i mean the only thing i can think of is rocket raccoon backstory like it doesn't make sense for this like unless they're gonna introduce adam warlock yes how wild would it be (laughs) if the high evolutionary has nothing to do with rocket's backstory in the movie (laughs) But they just end up on Counter Earth, and that's where it comes up. Yeah, Rocket's like, <laughs> just... "Wow, it's it's crazy that this guy's doing a bunch of fucked up experiments on animals. Didn't do that to me, but that's weird. That's weird. I mean, Rocket would just be all like, "I feel a kinship here. Yeah, we got to do something about this, you guys." Yeah, Rocket sees the man beast fucking shit up, and he's like. Yeah, actually, this guy's right. I'm I'm on this guy's side. <laughs> I'm on this guy's side. Ooh. Let's help him destroy shit. Okay, hold on. Uh-huh. Uh, they introduce Adam Warlock, and the High Evolutionary yes. has gotten Adam Warlock to help him put down Man-Beast's revolution on Counter-Earth. Uh-huh. The Guardians of the Galaxy stumble upon it, and Rocket's like, no, no, we are on Man-Beast's side. We are on Man-Beast's side. We are. And they're like, but yes. this other guy seems chill. Like, we don't really want to fight against him. And then they become friends. And Adam Warlock gets to join the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They all they all, they all leave. And the High Evolutionary is like, no, my cool Earth. No. All my cool furries. And they're like, too bad. Bye. Anyways. uh, One thing that happens with the High Evolutionary, I think in the like the 80s um is uh he has uh he has an encounter with the uh beyonders um who are a uh an like a super super advanced alien race um and they i think like collect like various planets for observation um, and they try to, like, they try to do it to counter-Earth, um, and I, like, I think the High Evolutionary stops them, but, like, in encountering them is, like, holy shit, these guys are so much more powerful, uh, than I could have fathomed, uh, and actually nothing I have done means anything in comparison to how powerful these guys are, um, and starts having, like, a spiraling mental breakdown about it, um, where, like, I think this, like, is kind of a point where the portrayal, uh, goes from, uh, like, you know, kind of like a, a weird, super powerful, mad scientist, like, doing his own thing to kind of, like, unhinged supervillainy um 
but he like he also like he he tries to kill himself a couple times and it doesn't work because his uh exoskeleton that he made is like too good at protecting him from dying um <laughs> uh and then he goes like okay fine I know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to, uh, I was thinking too small. I was thinking too small with my cool furries, and I was thinking too small with, uh, my entire alternate Earth that I built. I need to, uh, take the entire population of Earth and evolve it so that we can become as powerful as the Beyonders. Um, and he builds this like evolution bomb which will supposedly evolve the entire population of earth um and the avengers were like no <laughs> absolutely not evolve um, them into what <laughs> evolve them further homo superior e- evolve 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 them <laughs> don't worry about it I, um, like, buddy, you've already got, like, mutants out here. <laughs> no, not evolved enough. I, like, does, does it turn everybody into mutants? What does it do to mutants? Does it turn them into something else? Extra mutants. <laughs> Mutant squared. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, um, also goes through, after that, he like he sort of dies for a little while after that he's kind he what like he gets like <laughs> caught up in his own exosuit too good but not good enough <laughs> not good enough for that it's like i think he gets like caught up in his own explosion and he like evolves so far that evolves so far that he like doesn't exist anymore um <laughs> what happened i don't know too much evolve. Too too ma- too too many. Turn turn the evolve setting too high. Too far um, too fast. Yeah. He just turned uh, into energy. Yeah. It's Star but, Trek now. Yeah. After he comes back, he also like briefly goes through a phase where he's like, Okay, evolving the earth doesn't work. I'm gonna build new immortals using Thor's blood. <laughs> Using Thor's DNA that I stole, um, which, uh... Is an ethics violation? What was that? Which is an ethics violation? It is a big... I mean, it is, but it's also, uh... This guy is way past the ethics violation. No, I know. It's Uh, just another tally mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been zero days since the High Evolutionary committed an ethics... Ethical mispract. Hold on. Mm. I don't know how that would be worded. Anyway, it's been zero days. Malpractice. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, he, um, he plays, like, a somewhat significant role in a, uh, like, Quicksilver series in, like, the late 90s, where he, um... Towards the end of it, he, like, uh, reverts back to, like, a, uh, 
normal human form, um, as opposed to his, like, super-evolved god form. Um, and it kind of seems that since then, most of his super-villainy has taken a back seat. Um, it kind of seems like, for the most part, like, everyone's just like, alright, whatever, just let him do his weird stuff. Um, but it, <laughs> Man it, Beast I is mean, like, no! I, I, stop, no! Guys, he sucks. Um, but, um, he kind of shows up, like, in a few different storylines, like, people, uh, come to him, like, trying to, like, you know, ask him for help with things. Like, he's one of the people that, uh, Spider-Man asks to help save Aunt May during one more day. Um, he's, uh... Imagine being that desperate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, would it have been better than a deal with the devil? Who Who can say? (laughs) Who can say? Um, he, uh... (laughs) Do you think the high evolutionary was like, I could turn her into a werewolf person? Not like, you know, <laughs> werewolf-like with the moon and everything, but I guess just like a wolf person. Yeah. Would that help? Would it be more um, comforting to her to you if I turn her into a spider person? <laughs> and um, Peter's like, I don't know why I came here. I actually, this was a huge mistake. Um, I, I gotta go hit up the devil. Um... He helps out the X-Men, sort of. Um, he he helps the X-Men stop Mr. Sinister from doing, you know, something sinister. Um, Turning on his idol. I know. Character development, I guess. Um, and uh, he also um, shows up in some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, mostly because... Adam Warlock is sometimes around and he's relevant to that. Um in uh he he also briefly like steals Galactus's powers. <laughs> um and then uh they reach like an agreement where Galactus is like, "Well, I'm destroying life and you're creating life." No, he's so not. Maybe- <laughs> He's just changing life. He's yeah, yeah. I mean, he is giving life new a new kind of life. Um, he is altering consciousness. Yes. Um so uh he like for a little while he just has like Galactus level powers and he's like running around like I don't know what he does with them, because he makes, like, one new counter-Earth, and then he's like, all right, I did it. Um, <laughs> Galactus is like, can I eat this one? Yeah. Um, in, in that, post that, they, they, like, make him sort of more evil again, because he's like, uh, this is like the 2015 story where they do the dumb, like, Maximoff backstory reversal. Um... But it's like, oh, he made a new Counter-Earth, and this time he's, like, makes, you know, new men, and then, uh, kills them when they don't live up to his standards, and then makes new new men, and just does that over and over. It's like, well, that's 
that's pretty bad. That kind of, that sucks. That sucks. Um, it's very Old Testament. It, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also introduce a guy called the Low Evolutionary, um, <laughs> who is just like just a guy living on uh Counter Earth who like doesn't like what the High Evolutionary is doing. Um, but uh. She was like, I guess I'll just, I guess my name will just be the opposite. Um, Does he de-evolve people or? No, not, not really. I don't think. I think he, he just is, is trying to put himself as diametrically opposed to the high evolutionary. So he's not doing the opposite of what the high evolutionary does. He just wants to stop the high evolutionary. Oh, so he's like, I... The high evolutionary thinks he's above us, but I am one of you in the low places. Yes. Um, I'm the low evolutionary. Oh, do you do stuff with evolution? No. What if he was the no evolutionary? (laughs) (laughs) That would be better. Um, Oh, also, I uh, did... Screenshot a sentence from Wikipedia. Um, During the last days part of the Secret Wars storyline, it was mentioned months ago that the High Evolutionary was among the scientists that Magneto's right-hand person, Briar, (laughs) tried to contact in order to make a special cocktail to augment Magneto's powers for the upcoming incursion, blah, 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 blah. Um, So... I can't believe you were hanging out with Magneto and talking to the High Evolutionary without me knowing. You discovered my 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 cold dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, yeah. Um, recently, um, he showed up in a uh, Craven the Hunter centric storyline where Craven the Hunter recruited him, like. Asked for his help to make a bunch of clones of Craven so they can all fight to prove which one of them is the best clone. They hunt each other. Yeah, they hunt each other. <laughs> the most um, dangerous game. Yourself. Exactly. The most da- you've you've moved past people, and now it is yourself. Um and uh yeah, now he's uh gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy Three, where he does. We we have briefly seen him looking like a man, so I don't know if they've if they're foregoing the robot suit, um, or if that was just like a shot of him before he like puts on his his robot suit. Um, maybe he just doesn't wear a helmet. Maybe. I didn't really get a good look at what the rest of his uh, costume looked like. Mostly because I saw the teaser and I was like, who's that guy? And then I realized it was supposed to be the High Evolutionary, but I, you know, am only familiar with the High Evolutionary in a big robot suit. <laughs> it's purple. Yeah. Didn't um, the High Evolutionary turn Viv Vision into a human girl once? Yeah, he did do that also. That's, kind of you know, that's, it's, it, that's pretty fucked up when you think about it. And also, just really not evolution related at all. <laughs> He's just like, I'm gonna give you some flesh and bone. It's fine, don't worry about it. 
And she's like, I'm extremely it. worried about it. That's actually one of the most worrying things you could do, I feel like. <sighs> but, I yeah, there's there's that guy. Sometimes we do these episodes and I find a fondness for a character that I did not have a fondness for before. Mm-hmm. Not this one. <laughs> I still hate this guy. <laughs> I still hate this guy. Listen, you know, they can't all be winners. Um, anyways... Man Beast was right. This guy sucks. <laughs> Let's all join Man Beast on his counter Earth revolution. Yay. Um I did not read any comics this week. Did you read any comics this week? Gods no. I barely did anything. You know what I did this morning on my one day off between um six day work weeks? Please tell me. I slept in I took a nap. I'm recording <laughs> podcast. God bless. I stayed in a quiet room with sleeping dogs and my cat curled up in my lap and did nothing. Although I did make a Instagram story asking people uh, what costume I should bring to Anime Los Angeles next month. Mm. And so far, um, Dave Strider is winning. Holy shit. <laughs> Which, what, uh, a cousin that I did honestly kind of forget follows me on Instagram did also vote uh, for Dave Strider. And I'm like, I did not know that you even knew what Homestuck was. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned. Oh boy. But boy howdy, last I checked it was like 73%. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny. So, catch me homestucking it up uh, next month, unless the tides turn real quick on this poll. <laughs> Very fun. Um, I don't, I don't think there's anything else I had to talk about. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us for now. Um, thank you for joining us today on Capes and Japes. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us online uh, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. All of those are just at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server. If you uh, want to come and hang out with us there, you're more than welcome. It's a very fun place. It's very cool. It's very chill. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get uh, bonus episodes, watch things with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you cannot do that, but you want to support the show, leaving a rating and review is very cool. Um, telling a friend about the show. If you think, if you think they might want to hear about this weird fucked up guy. Um, <laughs> Or if they also watched the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 teaser and was like, who is that guy standing there? Um, tell them about this. Um, and uh, just coming back and joining us is, is very special to us and we appreciate it very much. As you have done today. So thank you for being with us for today's episode of Capes and Japes. I've been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always... I'm hanging out with Maganito next week. You want to come? <laughs>
Finally, you invite me. Well, I wasn't really supposed to tell anybody. Okay, but now that we figured it out, now yeah. I can come party with Magneto. Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs>